past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Hello and welcome to The Career Confidant. And we are here to talk with you about getting the skills and tools that you need to take control of your own career. And we love it when you share your thoughts and questions. So thank you for doing that. You can always do that and let us know what you'd like to hear about on the show. Today, you're going to be excited to learn about some strategies for career launch from Kathy Lanzatico, who is a New York-based career coach and focuses on helping people launch their careers and specifically with career marketing strategies. So, Kathy, I'm so excited that you've joined us here today and uh, to talk about these recent graduates and how they can launch their careers. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Marie. It's a pleasure. Yes, yes. So tell me, what do you see are the biggest challenges new grads face today in the market? Well, I think that the biggest challenges new grads face today is really being able to demonstrate their credibility for the job. What is their experience? You know, right now, they're, they're coming out of college. There's a lot of the new grads are still looking for jobs from last summer. And now they're competing with a lot of experienced professionals. So being a new grad has always been difficult, but because of the rebound from COVID and what's been happening, a lot of experienced seasoned professionals are leaving their job. And we know in in our business, we call this the great resignation, you know, so a lot of experienced professionals are leaving and so there's more competition. So it really is up to the new grads to be able to say, well, how can I demonstrate more credibility? How can I build my skills? to help be a viable candidate for some of these jobs. Yeah, so they're facing this increased competition from people that are, um, you know, making a transition, and that that just means that there's more applicants for every job. And, and as you said, some of them have had internships or jobs rescinded, so they're perhaps having a gap in their work history. Any other particular challenges that you're seeing today? Yeah, you know, last year we saw a lot more of the internships and co-ops being rescinded. This year I'm working with less college students that have had that experience, but the problem now is that because they missed them last year and now that they're graduating, they weren't able to kind of make that up. So when I talk to new grads and we're trying to sort through this, the conversation really focuses on How can we bridge that gap and how can we importantly close that skills gap? Because it's not just about the experience, it's about what you've gained during that internship or co-op experience. So to be able to take a step back and say, well, what skills would I have gained? Whether it's team collaboration, whether it's technical skills, whether it's dealing directly with clients of an employer to help develop a marketing plan. These are all the kind of things that new grades have to think about to try to say, well, how can I kind of make up that experience and be able to prove that I'm still ready to take on these next job responsibilities? 
Yeah, and one of our colleagues in this space talks about the triple threat graduate, which is an article that came out, I think maybe even pre-COVID, about how graduates need not just a degree, but they also need a certification, some kind of Mm -hmm. specialized training, and then this experience. And that's the, the triple threat that employers are looking for right now, the degree training, specialized training, and the the experience. And what do you recommend Mm -hmm. to graduates to get those other two things if they want or need that additional experience because they missed those opportunities or if they are looking to get a, a specialized credential or training? Right. Well, for the the new grads that I deal with that are needing to bridge that gap for the opportunity they did not receive, I say, okay, let's talk about what experience you would have gained in that internship had it not been canceled. And we go through the list and actually write down a list of the experiences that they would have had. And I'm a big proponent, whether at the new grad level or any professional level, to say, Yes, you need to identify where these opportunities are, but don't wait for that next job to present itself. Sometimes you actually have to create your own opportunity to be able to check these gaps off. So when I'm dealing with new grads, often I talk to them and say, all right, so how are we going to build these these skills and how are we going to demonstrate them? Because that's really critical to employers to see that these new grads can do that. A lot of times I will have my young grad clients start a blog or launch a podcast, or uh, start volunteering at organizations where they can really build some great connections. So those are really important. And when they're looking for the certifications, the best thing to do is take the jobs that you want, you know, look for the jobs, look for the companies, and then look at the specific postings and find out what type of certifications they're looking for. I mean, you can go get certifications, but if it's not in line with the target companies and employers you want, then it may not be the best investment for your money. But being able to take training classes, gain a certification, and then be able to promote that on your resume and on your LinkedIn and show how you're applying it, that is super powerful. And that can really help combat this triple threat that you're talking about. Yeah, and that's so important to check the job postings and maybe even the newer employees or younger um, entry-level employees at the companies that they're targeting and see what types of certifications they have. They might have gotten them after they started working there. We don't know, but that doesn't Mm -hmm. really matter. It's that these are the the certifications that the company values now, as much as we can tell based on the ones that, as you said, are listed in the postings and perhaps people that work there um, have. And that's also a great networking question to ask people Mm -hmm. that work at the company, you know, what what are some of the things that they're looking for? Yeah, and when you talk about that asking people at the company, you know, that really goes into the category as well of conducting these informational interviews, you know, and that's kind of a fancy word or fancy term for just getting in touch with people at these companies and finding out, you know, what the best approach was, how they got in there, and what they know that they're looking for in the next employees that they're looking to hire. Because sometimes, even if you're studying the job description, it may not even completely be completely indicative of, of what really happens. So talking to people at your target companies and asking them, and certainly you can talk to different people, but to find someone that was recently hired, that's such a good suggestion. 
because they're the ones that have recently been in that position and they know what to expect and they can really relate to the struggle. So that's really one of the best ways to do that. Yeah, and sometimes we focus on, you know, trying to get the hiring manager or that upper level person to talk to us, which isn't a bad thing, but you might learn quite a bit and get your foot in the door by talking to someone who's more in your level of the company and that you might have that camaraderie with. So never a bad, there's not really a bad connection at the organizations that people are interested in, is there? (laughs) No, there never is. And also, when I recommend this to new grads and to everybody I work with, but to new grads, it can be so powerful to try to research the people that you would be reaching out to. Can you imagine if you're reaching out to someone that just joined the company last year and you both graduated from the same college or you both had similar interests that maybe you'd be able to strike up that conversation. Maybe you already had an existing certification or some type of experience that would hold that bond between the two of you. That can really be very powerful for a new grad to help create that bond that might make the difference when you actually go to apply for a job. Yes, yes, and um, LinkedIn's alumni feature makes that really easy. If you're on LinkedIn and you go to your university page, your university page on LinkedIn, there's an alumni feature on on a tab there, and you can actually research that by company. You can narrow it down. It's such a powerful um, feature for doing just what you're talking about in terms of doing that research and really trying to connect with people at that organization. So when we look at the job market this fall, what are you seeing in terms of what our new grads can expect in that entry-level job market? Well, I'm happy to report, Marie, that there is good news on that front. Even though there is more competition that we did discuss, the National Association of Colleges and Employers has recently released uh, a survey information saying that college hiring is going to be up 7.2%. So that means hiring grads, recent college grads from the the class of 2021 is going to be up 7.2%. And that's exciting because we saw a dip in that last year with the dark days of the pandemic. So the good news is, as these companies are searching for people and they do know the competition is out there, they are committed to hiring more new grads. And so that should give new grads the inspiration and the positivity to be saying, yeah, it's not hopeless. There is some challenges here, but there are organizations that are absolutely committed to bringing us in and wanting to teach us from the ground up. So it's a very exciting time And the survey also reported that 30% more of companies, in addition, want to hire more college grads. So, you know, it's really exciting that the new grads are finally getting their day after a couple of very dark years. That's exciting to see. Yes, yes, very, that is. And, you know, that it has flipped, and at least it's less uncertain So there's not going to be those cancellations. When people have something that they're offering, we can, you know, we can know that that's going to happen. And people know how to bring, well, at least they're a little bit less hesitant. I think they're still struggling with virtual onboarding in a lot of companies, but they're able to, um, they're able to offer virtual opportunities as, as well, which is amazing. 
Yeah, and it's yeah, a good and thing it's, because the new grants are, are uniquely are uniquely positioned for for virtual learning as well. Right. Yes, they're um, they're well they're ready to work virtually. If they weren't, you know, two years ago, they definitely are now because all of them had to go to school virtually, um, just as we were all trying to work virtually. So, I agree. There's mm-hmm. some great selling points for them there. Yeah, so well, they're, they're used to that. They're used to having to work remotely and not just with their their colleagues, not just with their uh, fellow students, but also with their professors and having to take tests online. So in a lot of different ways, they're much more prepared than some other professionals that were kind of thrown into it and really didn't have those technical tools up to date. Right, yeah. Well, we are going to take a short break, and when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about strategies that recent graduates can use to break into the job market today. We will be right back in just a few minutes. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Today, expertise equals credibility. When you know what to do and how to do it, people follow because they acknowledge that you know more. However, stepping up in your career eventually pushes you out of your comfort zone of expertise. How you lead at those moments requires new skills. We're here to show you how to survive and thrive. Join me, Wanda Wallace, on Out of the Comfort Zone at Voice America Business Channel. You can find more information at Leadership Forum INC. You hear about it all the time. Compromises, destructive malware, major breaches. You can't turn on the news without hearing about the latest cyber event. Learn more about cybersecurity, how it has become one of the most significant threats to our national security, and the battle experts undergo every day on your behalf to protect you, your families, and your data. Task Force 7 Radio with host George Ritas is the voice of cybersecurity around the world. Tune in live every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant, and today we are talking with Kathy Lanzanico about how you can launch your career really at any time, but these strategies are great right now when things are a little bit more challenging for recent graduates because of the competition. Although, as you said, Kathy, that's somewhat balanced out a little bit by the fact that there are more opportunities for recent graduates than there was last year at at the least. So we're in this challenging place. 
what are some of the best actions for a recent grad to take in their job search today? Where should they start? Well, one of the places that they should start is LinkedIn. And LinkedIn is such a powerful tool for career development at all levels, but certainly for new grads that are very comfortable with technology and social media and other platforms. So one of the best things to do is begin developing your network. A lot of times I work with new grads and they're only connected to their immediate families or a couple of their friends or or students, but really to expand that circle outside of your immediate circle and really try to connect with people that are in the industry and doing the type of work that you want to do. So that's the first thing. But while LinkedIn is a super powerful tool and we can talk about a couple other things to do on there, there is never a replacement for personal relationships. And so as new grads are connecting with people on LinkedIn and expanding their network, it's really important not to just leave it stagnant. It's really important for them to begin to start nurturing those relationships and being able to develop relationships with these people. This is the whole point of LinkedIn that I think sometimes gets lost in the rush to to get your, your vanity metrics up, the big numbers. But really, if you're not talking to people and trying to create interest in what you have to offer, then you're really missing the whole point. So that's the first thing that I encourage them to do and to be able to reach out and tell people exactly what they want. And it's not just all about asking, though, when you're on LinkedIn. You also have to engage with others and try to support the goals of others. And sometimes that doesn't always come naturally for people when they're thinking about developing their circle on LinkedIn. But I always encourage new grads to start thinking about that because that skill will get them far, very far within the whole trajectory of their careers. But one of the best things they can do on LinkedIn, too, Marie, is to fill out that featured section on their profile. I often see that a lot of people neglect that, particularly new grads. Um, Filling out that about section is an awesome thing to do and a first-person voice telling people about you. But on that featured section, you can upload so many kinds of media. It's a great forum for new grads to be able to demonstrate new certifications they've received, places that they have been to, putting themselves in the space of these opportunities that they've already had. So if you want to work in a certain city, being able to show that you visited there. If you've done some types of work products that's not proprietary that you can share, what a great place. And if you've developed a podcast or a blog, you can do all of that as well so that everybody going to your profile can see it right away. Yeah, there's so many opportunities there. And as you said, people often get caught up in connecting, but connecting isn't going to do anything. I I shared with you that Mm -hmm. I've had recent graduates (laughs) saying, oh, I connected to all these people and I didn't get any job offers. And, you know, at least the step of having that conversation, which we were talking about earlier, the career research conversation or networking conversation so that you can ask the person about the industry or about the job or about, you know, what certifications you could take. You build those connections. But then as you were saying, you, there are so many other actions we can take to stay visible because it's going to take some time for something to come available that those people that we are connected to will be able to help us get into, Right. Yeah, absolutely. And while their new grads are developing these relationships and connecting with new people, 
They should also be using the feature on there that allows them to connect with the companies, to be able to follow information, set up alerts in the companies, find out what's happening at the companies. What are they posting? Targeting companies is one of the best ways to get jobs rather than waiting for the perfect job to show up. And employers can tell, are you following their company? It's because that really demonstrates that you're interested in working there. And the more information that you have, knowing about their press releases, what kind of change in leadership they're having, what community events they're sponsoring, those can all be great tips to include in your informational interviews when you're asking about the company or preparing for an actual job interview. And that's another thing that a lot of people don't take advantage of is that whole feature about really making those connections with the employers and commenting on what the employer is posting. Oh, isn't that wonderful? I look forward to that event. And these are all great ways of building relationships within those organizations. And I think it's, it's really a great practice for new grads as well to start getting used to targeting the companies instead of just thinking about the job that they associate with their degree. Yeah, and that is um, those conversations engaging on the company posts. And, you know, as a as a person that runs a company page, and I hear this even from larger companies that, you know, they've got a strategy and they're posting content on their pages, but no one ever engages. And so if uh-huh. you engage on a company post, you are going to stand out because there's marketing, right? There's a whole marketing team just ready to pounce mm-hmm. on your comment when you comment if they're really trying to use LinkedIn to build their company visibility. So I think that is definitely one of those untapped opportunities and very simple just to make a thoughtful, you know, well thought out comment on company posts of the companies you're following. Well done. I love that one. Yeah, and it just takes practice like anything else. The first few times it may not seem natural for a new grad to do that. They may feel that they're being intrusive. I mean, who knows? Sometimes, you know, they just don't necessarily have that confidence. But once you do it, and particularly if you start getting feedback from the company, they start appreciating your comments. That should really be inspiration to continue to do that. And then the other thing, you know, I'd like to mention too, Marie, because it it bears saying this with everyone, but particularly new grads, because they are so active on so many social media platforms. But as they're looking for jobs and before, while they're actively engaged in this, they should also be checking out their digital footprint and making sure that anything that the employer may see about them, not just because remember, the employers are going to be looking for them that whatever is found online about them is something that they are uh, proud to have been seen. And because social media is just a part of their lifestyles, they may not have always really actively considered what that might mean for a future job opportunity. But the prep station, uh, the prep uh, piece is a really great time for new grads to go take a look back and see what people are reading about them. Yeah. Yeah. It gives you that opportunity to research. As you were saying earlier, it gives you the opportunity to have those connection points in any conversation, whether that's networking or interviewing, to do that research and then make those connections. What other steps should our new grads take to stand out in this market or uncover some opportunities? Well, going back to the comment about 
technology as good as LinkedIn still does not replace personal relationships. I've had some new grads have fantastic success with actually joining networking groups, like in-person networking groups, because they're coming back now. There's events that are happening, going out to meet these companies where they are. So whether the company is sponsoring a walk to raise money for its favorite cause, whether they're gathering the employees to deliver Christmas packages or backpacks for back to school. A lot of these companies do that kind of thing. Being able to volunteer at these places, to be able to meet some people firsthand. Networking is the number one way to get jobs. And while certainly LinkedIn is a great gateway for that, being able to meet with these companies in person. I mean, you could have a job target that is in another state. Well, then that just requires you to be creative, too. A lot of these places have virtual events that you can sign up to attend. And not just limiting it to that, but, you know, maybe it's worth a a ride out there to a place that you're looking to, to work at, to volunteer at one of their activities. But trying to find creative ways to actually have face time with people in the organization can, you know, can be one of the most powerful things a new grad can do. Yeah, and like you said, there's a lot, well, not a lot, there's things coming back in person, depending where Mm -hmm. you are geographically, and then there's also more opportunity virtually, especially with professional associations and, you know, opportunities to connect in very targeted ways on a larger geographic scale can be uh, opportunities to, you know, get those remote jobs find opportunities mm-hmm. that are outside of your organi- or outside of your geographic location and uh, I love that most most even like state associations in our field at least are holding their events virtually allowing people to join in from other places and some events that were going to be in person this fall have had to pivot to being back online and we could take advantage of both of those opportunities the in person things coming back and the virtual things still offering that nationwide or even international opportunities to attend, um, despite perhaps even being a you know state association, uh, lots of opportunities for connecting. And as you were saying, to make it strategic of looking at your target companies and saying, okay, are they doing any volunteer events? Are they doing hosting or sponsoring any no- local networking or, or volunteer events so I can go and meet people from those companies There's nothing wrong with going to a general chamber after hours Mm -hmm. and depending on your personality and finding opportunities where you know your target company is going to be there can be more successful, especially if networking doesn't come as naturally to you. Yes, and you're absolutely right. What a great suggestion. And the other thing I would add is for those people that networking does not come naturally to, and let's also add that in many cases, new grads may not be as confident in their own skin. They're not really sure where the lines are drawn, and they're not really sure what to do. Reach out to somebody else that you know belongs to one of these organizations and ask to be their guest. You don't have to break new ground all you're on your own. To be able to have somebody, whether it's meeting them online, somebody that has invited you to go with them online or in person, having a warm introduction to the audience can help tremendously. And in the days before COVID, I used to take new grads from the area that I live in. I used to take them to networking opportunities. And the people in the networks 
in the um, business development circles and places I would take them were so generous with their time. So often, it's just that people aren't asking for the kind of help that they really need. But if they ask, people want to help. So just thinking about, hmm, who do I know that I might be able to ask for this favor? And then maybe it is just about asking for those opportunities and going and seeing what happens. It can be fun. Yes. Well, thank you so much for sharing all your insights and expertise tonight, Kathy. Can you tell people how they can find you and um, what what websites, et cetera, are the best for them to access your resources and connect? Right. Thanks, Marie. If anybody has any additional questions about New Grid and wants to talk more about it, I can be reached by email at Kathy at InspireCareers.com. And that is Kathy with a C. And my company is Inspire Careers and www.inspirecareers.com. And I post a lot of great information on there about New Grid. So I encourage anyone to, to ask any questions that they have, and I'll be glad to direct them. Yes, so thank you so much, Kathy. And as she said, Kathy at inspirecareers.com. And we look forward to, um, you know, hearing that people are connecting to you and that new graduates are landing more positions because I know that they will if they find your information and work with you. So we are going to say goodbye to Kathy. We're going to come back and I'm going to walk you through a little bit more on LinkedIn. We did a show, um, a, a clubhouse show a few weeks ago on LinkedIn. I've got some notes from that that I'll share with you if you're trying to figure out how to use LinkedIn for your job search and then talk a little bit more about networking and and what can you ask for as Kathy was just sharing about. So we'll be right back after this brief break. The business community's first choice in internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Today we live in a truly global environment. Business can more easily be conducted now in almost any part of the world. How do you, as a business owner or professional, navigate the ever-changing business landscape? Tune in to Leadership Beyond Borders with host Kimberly J. Lewis. With a worldwide resource of guests, you'll find out what opportunities and challenges surround diverse and virtual organizations. Listen live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, 
please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Hello, and welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we were talking with Kathy Lanzico about how you can launch your career. And even if you weren't a recent grad, you're going to get so much value from what she shared because although career launch as a new graduate is more difficult, it's really not any different than any other career search when you're thinking about how you connect with people, how you find those jobs, and and even how you use LinkedIn, which is what we're going to dive through here in just a minute. So when we're thinking about that, this job search, and Kathy talked about it and kind of hinted at it, something that we talk about here on the show a bit is having a target list. How do you come up with a list of companies that you'd like to work for because that is going to be the way that you get out of being reactive and get into being proactive in your job search. When you aren't targeting specific companies, all you can do is wait for somebody to post a job. But when you're targeting specific companies, now you can look for events that they're running or sponsoring and volunteer or attend. Now you can contact people that work at those companies. You can follow them on LinkedIn. You can comment on their company posts. You can check their their company careers pages, websites. You can follow them on Twitter and Instagram and interact with them. And, you know, some of those other mediums besides LinkedIn give you even more opportunity to connect if the company is active there. Of course, you want to look for them, look for their profiles, see where they're active and and, um, right-size your activity to what's going to work for you and what makes sense based on those companies. But that is, you can't do any of those things without a target list. And you really are not going to be able to ask your network for good help if you don't have a target list, but we'll get to that here in just a minute. Let's start with LinkedIn. So I have people reaching out to me all the time of all career levels saying that, you know, I'm connecting to people on LinkedIn and nothing is happening or, you know, I'm using, and I put that in quotation marks, I'm using LinkedIn, but nothing is happening. Well, let's talk about what we can do to get that started. And Maybe you've gotten started, but what can you do to make it more systematic and connective? Because it's not, LinkedIn is a networking tool. It's not a job, well, it does have a job board, but that's not any different than any other job board, right? It just puts you right back where every other job board does. So if you want to use LinkedIn in your search, it's really seeing that it's a networking tool and that's its purpose in your job search. So you armed with your target list, you can use LinkedIn to grow your target list, but it's not the easiest place to get started with target list building. It's a great place once you've got to start to come on and look at those companies that are already on your list. Then there's a little, you know, other related companies column that will show up on the right and it will give you some ideas of what to add to your target list. And as you're looking at people who work in your current 
target companies. You'll see the other companies they've worked for, and LinkedIn will suggest other people that are similar, and you can add to your target list in that way as well. The company search features on LinkedIn are, are not a, ideal, and so I usually suggest people start adding to their target list in different ways, looking at your industry lists, looking at professional associations and what companies are representative professional associations. And, you know, if you're trying to stay in a particular location, it's actually nothing wrong with that um, because it makes it easier to search because you can use things like Google to Google your keywords, Google your industry and see what companies show up in a target location. Oh, and, you know, little... Side note here, most remote jobs have a geographic location requirement, whether that's in a country or in a region of a country. Um, so, you know, thinking that you're going to have a national search may not make it easier um, because it's harder to pin down those companies and remote may not mean that you can work from anywhere for anyone. So when you're thinking about building this target list and you've got that, you know, going, then you want to say, okay, are these companies on LinkedIn? I can go there. I can find them. I can look at the people in the company that are on LinkedIn. So on every company profile, there's, you know, employees. You can go through that employees list and look for especially second connections and maybe even third connections. And that will show you who you're connected to that is also connected to those people. Then you can ask those mutual connections for an introduction. So if I know Kathy and Kathy knows someone at Intel, I can say, hey, Kathy, how well do you know this person at Intel? Would you be willing to make an introduction for me? We'll talk about what you say in that conversation here in just a little bit. But that's one of the ways that we can use LinkedIn to find people in the companies and to look for connection points. When we do that, when we're on the company page, the other thing that we can look at, of course, is any job openings that they might have. And we can look for the recruiters that may be posting those jobs and we can start connecting to some of them as, as well, even if we don't have a connection point. Now, I know there's recruiters out there will say, don't, you know, connect with me cold on LinkedIn. In my opinion, they shouldn't have a LinkedIn profile if they don't want people connecting to them, because that's why we're all there on LinkedIn. You want to do that thoughtfully. You want to say, hey, I'm researching this industry. I'm interested in learning more about your company and look forward to following your posts and and information so that I can learn more. It's not necessarily, hey, I'm looking for a job. Do you have a job? No, you want to connect and do your research, follow their posts. And then once you're following people from your target companies, and you can follow people even if you can't get those introductions or make a connection. So let's say Kathy knows this person at Intel and Kathy says, ah, I don't really know that person that well. You can go on that person's profile and follow them. You can look at their posts and you can start commenting on their posts if they're posting regularly on LinkedIn. So this is a research project. 
You're making a list of target companies. You're making a list of people that you've researched to work at these companies. You're trying to get introductions or you're following. And then you're checking to see who's posting consistently that I could comment on their posts. And obviously, there's going to be a funnel of some sorts, although it's we're not talking sales funnel here, right? We're talking, you got a big pool of companies, you got a big pool of people, you have a smaller pool of people that you might get introductions to, a smaller group of people that you might be able to follow, and then a smaller group of people who might actually be posting content. This is why it's important to have, you know, a solid list of companies. I usually say around 20, 25. Then you've got a solid list of people at each company that you've found who might be interesting. They work in the area that you're interested in or, or closely close to that area. And then you can start going through their profiles and seeing who is active and capturing the profile links of and activity links of those people who are active. Little pro tip here, if you copy their activity link instead of their profile link, then they won't see that you're looking at their profile every week when you go to check to see if they've got a new post you can comment on. When you start commenting on posts, you want to tag the person. So you put the at tag, it's automatically going to pop up with the person who made that post, makes it easy for you. Tag them, you give them a compliment. It doesn't, you don't want it to be hollow. You know, it's not great post. It's showing that you actually read what they posted. So I really liked your point about X. Then you add. In addition, I would say X, Y, or Z. And then you close with a question. A question is a great way to get them to engage back with you or a suggest, you know, something that you would like them to suggest for you. I really think a question is the best close. But three-part answer, three, or sorry, three-part comment. Compliment that is specific, shows you read their post. Your thoughts and they don't necessarily have to be in agreement, but you're not going to be rude. You're not going to say, well, I disagree with you. You're just going to say, and I would add. And if your point is contradictory, that's perfectly fine. And then close partic- preferably with a question that gets that person to engage back with you. Three-step comment makes it easy. Little little structure there to help you through the process. So when you start to comment and you build those relationships, then even if you didn't connect to that person, and I would recommend that you comment on people's posts before you connect, send a connection request, because then when you send a connection request, you say, oh, you know, thank you for answering my question on your post the other day, right? I'd like to connect with you here on LinkedIn. It's easy, it's specific, and it's not about a job. Networking is not about a job. Networking is about building your professional connections so that you can learn more and then eventually uncover opportunities. At the right time, you're going to ask that person, hey, I see that your company has an opportunity in X, Y, and Z. Or, you know, you don't have to wait until then. Hey, I'd like to learn more about this industry, your company, this type of role. And you, as a recent graduate, are particularly positioned to do this type of research conversation and not make it about a specific job, make it about the industry, the company, the role, 
a bigger conversation that you can always have success in because it's not about do they have a job for you or not? Will they refer you to this job or not? That is not the first conversation that you want to be having with these connections. So there's your LinkedIn funnel for you. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, talk specifically about these conversations and what they can look like so that you can move your job search forward. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And we just went through a little roadmap for using LinkedIn to research companies and connect with people. Now, here's the easy button for your job search. I mean, LinkedIn is great. You can go there, you can meet uh, new people that are in your target companies, and that's great. But again, don't forget about those introducers, the people that you already know, like, and trust that might be able to introduce you to people at those companies. LinkedIn is a great tool for uncovering some of those connections You also want to go straight to the people that are in your existing network, those people that already know, like, and trust you, and ask them who they might know that could help you connect into your target companies. And this is the number one conversation that I encourage any job seeker to start with. And those of you who are just launching your career, you might say, well, I don't know anybody, right? Or my friends don't know anybody. Your parents do. Your friends' parents do. Your instructors do. The challenge usually for any job seeker is that they're not asking those first level connections good questions to get help, right? They're saying, I'm job searching or, you know, they're just vague. Most of the time you're vague. That's it. So be specific. Here's my target list. Here are three ways that you could help me. Remember, these people already know, like, and trust you. They want to help. They just don't know how. Tell them how. Three ways. 
Are there any companies I should add to this list? Do you have any information about companies on this list? And do you know anyone who could help me connect into these companies or anyone at these companies? Three questions, three ways they can help you. And almost anyone you know is going to be able to answer one of those three questions if they've been in the working world for any amount of time. Your professors, your friends, parents, your parents, and maybe even your friends. We oftentimes underestimate our our peers as well. Company, share that company list. Don't be fretting about the fact that it's going to limit you because it's not. It's giving people an idea generation bucket. Here's the companies I'm currently looking at. Are there any other companies you would add? That already gets them thinking of other companies. Any information about any of these companies? Yeah, that place is not so great. Don't go there. You don't necessarily have to take that information, but now you have it and you got the person talking. And then third, anybody that they would introduce you to. And if you ask that third, the great part is that then if you got some other company ideas from them at the beginning, they'll already be thinking about a a brain cloud of people, not just the narrow list that you've provided to them, but other people that may be tangential that could either introduce you or maybe work at a similar company. You can ask those three questions of anybody that you chat with in your job search, but I would encourage you to start with the people that already know, like, and trust you because you don't have to have the relationship building conversations that we were just talking about you would want to start with if you meet these new people on LinkedIn. So if I'm meeting new people on LinkedIn, maybe I find that they work for Intel, I follow them for a little while, I'm commenting on their posts, and then I send them a connection request, and then I follow up and say, thank you for connecting. You know, I've been researching Intel and, and you know, this industry for a while. Would you have 15, 20 minutes to chat with me about your experience in the industry? Then I'm going to ask them, you know, how did they get into their work? What do they see as some of the trends? What is their advice on how someone gets started in this industry? When I ask for advice and big picture strategic information, depending on their level, you know, I want to tailor my questions to their interests and their role. If they're real techie, you know, what are the tech trends? What you're trying to do is get them talking, get them engaged, because then they will like you. Because you had an engaging conversation and you'll be able to do the follow-ups. You'll be able to reach out to them later if there's an opportunity that you're interested in and learn more about that specific opportunity. You're asking those big picture questions. You're focused on getting to know them. And then you can share your target list, either in the scope of that conversation or even in an email follow-up. Hey, I created this list of 20 companies that I'm interested in. I'd love your feedback on any of the companies, other companies that you would add, or if there's someone at one of these companies or other companies that you think I should follow or meet. And then you've got this growing connection network that you're also feeding. So it's not connect and drop, right? You're not having these meetings and then never talking to that person again. You're following up. So if Jeff at Intel introduced me to Jessica, when I talk with Jessica, I'm going to go back to Jeff and I say, oh, Jeff, thank you so much for that introduction to Jessica. I really enjoyed speaking with her. And I just wanted to thank you again because you've sent him the thank you note after your first conversation. Just wanted to thank you again for the introduction to her 
and you can give them a short update, you know, on your search or whatever, or an article that you read that you think they might be interested based on your conversation. This is where the whole idea of networking and maintaining relationships and staying in touch with people becomes so important. And of course, in having a way to track that. So we talked about having your target list somewhere and starting to track those people that work there and tracking are they posting or not and connecting with them. You want to have another, you know, sheet, spreadsheet, whatever kind of technology you want to use. Don't let the technology get in your way. Use something that's easy for you to, to use where you're tracking these conversations and who people are introducing you to and what their interests are, what you know, what types of resources they connected you to so that you can follow up on a regular basis. And I'd recommend at least monthly with people who are, you know, interesting and in your realm, you want to follow up with them consistently because otherwise it's not a relationship. That's when it starts to feel like you are using someone is when you are just connecting with them for that one purpose. You don't want to do that. You want to connect with them to have a professional networking relationship with them, which means that you're going to stay connected. You're going to look for opportunities, specific opportunities to offer value to them based on your conversation, based on their posts. What are some things that you could offer to them that would be of value? And if you are really researching and connecting and attending events in your industry, you will find opportunities to add value to these people that you're connecting with. So there you go. There's the the quick, you know, between these two last segments, eight-minute networking plan for building a building a network, maxing it out, you know, continuing to build those tentacles of the network, and then figuring out how you're going to stay connected consistently to those people so that they know who you are. And when you reach out to them and say, hey, this position was posted, do you know, you know, any more information about it that you can share that you have that ready to go, you have that relationship solid and you don't feel like you're, it's awkward or it's less awkward as it can be. Next week, we're going to be talking with Kyla Duffy about interviewing and she's got a unique approach to mindset practice and preparation So if you are looking to interview in the near future, I recommend that you join us next week. If you have specific questions we can answer in that show or future shows, please let me know at Marie, M-A-R-I-E, at careerthoughtleaders.com. And I encourage you to check out Kathy at inspirecareers.com as well. We'll see you next week right here on The Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then. 